have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host, Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Grab Your Keys. I am super excited that I have the pleasure of having Don Maul with us today. He is a loan officer. He's a special loan officer um, in Florida. He is a CDLP, which means that, no, what? What? What does that mean? No, you can say it. Certified Divorce Lending Professional. A CDLP. Right. I, I spelled it right. Sure. So, so that is the way our lives start with Don Mall. He corrects me when I'm even already correct. I wasn't so, correcting you. I was just like, so, oh, wow, oh, CDLP. Yeah, CDLP. <laughs> so, Don, what does a CDLP do in the mortgage industry? Sure. Uh, well, we take a completely different role than um, your traditional mortgage professional in that Sue, you'll probably this weekend have a number of pre-approval letters for your realtor partners who are going out to show homes for couples purchasing that marital home. And unfortunately, we know that some of those marriages aren't going to work. So on the back end, the divorcing homeowner's journey is completely different than when they purchase the marital home. So that's where that community is vastly underserved. And that's where uh, a CDLP enters the picture in terms of having that training and background knowledge on the many various pitfalls that can occur during the, uh, whether it's a refinance or purchasing a new home, depending on which spouse. Um, understanding the guidelines that are vastly different on the divorcing side than it is for your traditional purchase side. And uh, we go through a, a four-step process um, when, when working with uh, the divorcing couple and then with the professional divorce team. And by professional divorce team, I'm um, talking about the family attorney. I'm talking about the uh, financial, whether it's a financial advisor or the financial neutral, uh, typically a CPA or a forensic CPA most of the time. Um, and then even, believe it or not, uh, mental health professionals, psychologists, mental health uh, advisors, that sort of thing. Right. So you have to work with a whole team, not including realtors sometimes and not including realtors. Uh, and it's a much longer process. What's the normal length of of a process of start to finish <laughs> that you've handled? Yeah. Again, that's that's where, you know, many say, wait, 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 how long? Because, you know, if you if you get one of your contracts accepted on Sunday, we close 30 uh, days. 30 days, you're getting paid in October, right? So mine, the cases I've been, let's see, just this month I've been brought in on six divorce cases. Um, four of them haven't even started mediation yet. So mediation can go six months on the fast end. I think the traditional mediation case averages about a year and a half. And then if we're dealing with maybe a spouse that wants to maintain the marital home and has been the primary caregiver, so therefore support income is going to be necessary for qualification, whether it's child support or, or alimony, uh, then if we're doing a conventional loan, we've got to show six months of those payments as ordered before we can even initiate whether it's a refinance or a purchase. 
Right. So, so yes, a long uh, period of time and you really yeah. are brought in to say who has the ability to leave, who has the ability to stay, who has the ability to buy, how you can, how can we restructure all of their debt um, and really look at what debt the entire family has? Because, you know, the goal is once the couple splits is that they don't have any marital, marital debt. And a lot of times we can roll it into the house and everything can um, work its way out that way by really talking to a financial advisor and seeing, you know, what can be done with all the equity that people have in their houses today too. Well, and that's been a hot topic all, all year because I've been brought in on year to date, I think through today, I've been brought on on 113 divorce cases since January 1st. And the majority of those conversations have been the spouse that wants to maintain the marital home and saying, look, we refinance like everybody else did back when rates were at historical lows in the twos and the threes. You mean to tell me I've got to go to 7%. So they've been focused on that rate, which I'm a consumer too. And so it's either one of two assumptions, whether they do a simple assumption or a qualified assumption and educating them on that. Um, but now it's the conversations changed. You mentioned about marital debt, how that marital debt is assigned and how it's just distributed impacts both spouses when each go to apply for mortgage financing and the lack of clarity or precision within the, the language of the marital settlement agreement um, can really be detrimental uh, it, to both spouses unless we clarify that. And that's where obviously my consultation comes in with the professional divorce team and drafting that that marital settlement agreement or, or, or MSA. So um, and it, as you know, uh, just in the past few weeks, I've changed my conversation to, you know, Let's talk about the marital debt that's been assigned to you. A uh, couple of couples just in the last two weeks. Hey, we had high impact windows put in or we had a new roof put in and we financed it or I got my car payment and that's going to be signed to me. OK, let's take a look at a strategy to forget about the rate, because what's most, most important to you when you're going when you're going through a divorce, it's cash flow because you're typically going to, going to one income source and taxes. So we can show strategies now to where we say, listen, yeah, rates, I get it, but if you Put that aside for a minute. Let's take a look at what's really important. We're talking cash flow. And in absolutely. And you can also tell them that down the road, if rates go get better, they can refinance. But at least we dealt with the situation right now and mm -hmm. we're getting them into a better situation, which is being divorced. Right. 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 Getting so it over with. Because you, you get that all that crazy away, you can't move on with your life. And most of these people want to move on. With their life you know as it as the, as the new chapter well and they wanted over yesterday right. which i've had that kind of three three individuals i spoke with today both had the same like god i just want this over with i said i get it but unfortunately this process is, has to play itself out and i think and, it's really important to empathize with those clients too um it takes a a very delicate high emotional iq which I th believe you have so that you can really handle the ink with kid gloves, you know, everything that you're getting dealt because it's a high emotional time. You know, they're trying to figure out who's living in the marital house, who's living with the kids, what's going on. Um, you know, who's getting money, all those crazy things that you're dealing with. Well, and that's one of the catalysts. What got me into this was coming into the mortgage industry uh, saying, okay, you know, 
we always talk about helping people make, you know, make a difference in their lives. But when I heard this, well, there's, you know, this divorce niche, that's when I said, well, hold on, being a divorce survivor myself. And even though I'd start out as a college intern at a mortgage bank um, and worked at a couple of largest banks here in Florida in the last 23 years, mistakes were still made with the house when I went through my divorce. Right. That impacted me negatively, financially, emotionally, and, you know, um, legally. So that's what that was a huge driving force into really pursuing this for my uh, for my mortgage career. Yeah, I love that. So what do you believe your three keys to success have been, Don? Well, you look back here on my books that I read. So I don't care if it's the Tony Jerry's of the world or the Ogmandinos or the uh, Zig Ziglar's. Um, they all have better ways of putting it than I do much more eloquently. But it's always been. <clears throat> figuring out what I want and then figuring out a plan how to how to get there and then bottom line executing it and it's in a, I've always lived by this action generates you know activity generates results and that's in everything in life you know I know you know people that go to the gym and it's you go to the gym and you'll see it where someone says well I went to the gym okay what did you do at the gym the only the only reason I bring that up because when I go to the gym, I'll try to be using a machine, and somebody's on the machine on their machine, their phone. Who know, the hell knows what they're doing there? It's like, okay, I'm here for 55 minutes, and for 55 minutes, I know exactly what I want to get done, and I'm out. So it's just the same with what we do. Okay, you went to the office. What'd you do? What'd you do at that time? Did you do the right activity to generate the results and the outcome that you want? It's pretty simple. Right. How do you make sure that you you how do you make sure that the way that you want to get there it ends up with the driving result that you started with? Well, you know, it's it's constantly fine-tuning it. I was listening to someone the other day, they were talking about um, an airline when you're in an airplane, the airline pilots are constantly tweaking, you know, if they're going from New York to LA. And there was some statistic they said if it's off by like one degree for every 60, whatever it is. You're, they're way off course. So it's constantly readjusting that. So it's constantly looking. And I'd look, you know, I say, okay, this is who I want to work with. And then it's reviewing, saying, okay, are these people, am I getting that return on investment of those that I'm working with trying to make my referral partners? And if they're not, then I go on to the next. Right, right. And execution, how do you make sure that you're executing every day? Um, I keep track. You know, I know exactly what I want. Um, I kind of have a goal. Um, that my ideal day is if I'm sitting here in my office, I'm not reaching my goals right. at all. My role is to go out and find the next loan, find the next couple to help. And that's not sitting here in my office. It's out right. there meeting with my attorneys. So I'd like to have three meetings a day in person. Idea, ideal day is a breakfast, a mid-morning coffee, a lunch, maybe a two or three o'clock afternoon, uh, afternoon, and then I've, I've really can. If I can do that four days a week, that's 12 to 15 meetings in person a day or for Good. the week. It's awesome. Good for the week. Yeah. When you're in those meetings, what did you, they do? What did you talk to them about? What do you, um, do you ask for the business then? How, how do you have a call to action? So my traditional meeting, you know, 95% of my meetings are with divorce attorneys. And so, um, Typically, it's asking them questions, how they handle certain situations. So, for example, if they're working with us, you know, I'll ask them, Sue, if you're the attorney, I say, if you're dealing with a, a 
client who's going through a divorce that wants to maintain the marital home but has the, the payor of alimony has irregular income, how do you handle that? Or if you're dealing with a client that is going to be re the recipient of a lump sum uh, settlement in lieu of monthly alimony, how do you handle that when they want to retain the marital home? Or how do you handle it when the titling of the property, uh, the current spouse isn't on it? How do you handle that when they want to retain the marital home? Or in terms of the insurance, um, how do you make sure that there's not going to be a gap in the insurance from the time of the final settlement to the time that they actually refinance the marital home, that there's not going to be an issue? So I'm creating these seeds of doubt, like I never thought of that, I never thought of that, I never thought of that. And then I walk them through my process, which is actually a nine-page report that we generate that goes over everything that they need, need to know in terms of details of the property, things that they've all overlooked, things that they need to know about the, 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 the financial aspect of it in terms of maybe they think, oh, well, this spouse is going back to work so right away so we can they can use that income for qualify, qualifying purposes. Now, it's not their perceived reality and a legal option doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a, a real reality in terms of a mortgage option. So it's a, it's a huge educational piece. And then saying, you know what? I know you weren't taught this in law school and I know you haven't been taught this in your law firm, but guess what? There's a, your perspective of things are vastly different because the documents that you submit to your judge in the family court oftentimes are not in alignment with the documents that we I submit to my judge. Yeah. the And there's that conflict that prevents your client from successfully effectuating the real property section of the marital settlement agreement. So let me show you why it's important not to think traditionally of mortgage and lend and send it out to a traditional mortgage professional because it's not that they're not capable, but it's the same reason why I don't go to, I didn't go to a personal injury attorney for my divorce. Right. Just because your focus is on family law, my focus is on divorce mortgage uh, guidance. So and that that's makes them understand. Absolutely. And then it's, it's a, believe me, it's a like, oh my God. Um, and then it's it, then it's just okay. As far as asking business, who do you what clients are you working with right now? You think that can benefit from divorce mortgage planning? And then it's simply the way I've grown my business is simply if you've seen value in this, you know, what other of your colleagues do you think would see benefit in taking a thirty minute meeting like this? So that's how I've kind of just slowly, methodically gone about building my business. Um, and you've built it well. You've built it well. Who do you admire? Who am I looking at right now? <laughs> ah, funny. No, really. No, you're a success <laughs> story. I mean, you've been doing this since right out of college. You know, you grew this business, single mom. I've got it easy. I don't have the mouths to feed. You know, I'm. it's a completely different scenario. And so I think of leadership at SMP. I mean, you know. All these people that wrote these books, admire them. They're success stories. My father, Mr. Um, yeah, Lee. I love that you have, do you have the keys to success right on the top of all of them? Right on the top, baby. <laughs> I didn't plant that. That's all. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to put Sue right here. <laughs> right on the top. <laughs> Uh, One of the things that I think you anyway. get a lot of business from is you do laugh at yourself and you laugh at, you know, the situations. And if you don't laugh at the situations and make uh, things a little lighthearted, you're not going to make it through, uh, especially in today's. How much does the laughter, even though we're stressed at times, make things easier? Oh, God, I was I was at the. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I was at the uh, the Florida Bar annual conference this year. It was just up the road in Boca where you did your filming. <laughs> and um, I created this divorce mortgage planning report that, that I just mentioned for one of my divorce uh, uh, partners. And every day of that conference was Wednesday through Saturday. Well, every day at two o'clock, they rolled out this ice cream cart. And it was a haagen ice cream cart, which ice cream is my kryptonite. So they roll it out and it, they had your vanilla ice cream with fruit on top. <laughs> and they had ch chocolate chip, uh, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream, the Dove bars and the, uh, the, the you're like a bars. kid in the candy store. Yeah. So anyways, the guy pulls up and I'm looking at it and the phone rings and I see it's one of my attorneys, very good relationship. So I said, Hey, Lorna, if I'm excited, it's because I'm in front of the ice cream truck and I'm all scream I'm screaming for ice cream. And there's silence. And she says, um, Don, I'm in mediation and you're on speakerphone. I'm like, oh, and I had to laugh. I'm like, I guess I'm the only one screaming for ice cream. <laughs> Fortunately, the mediator, I had, she had sat through my lecture at the Florida uh, Family Law Conference in June. And then we went to lunch. And then the opposing counsel, we had been to lunch about two weeks prior. So at least the professional divorce team didn't think I was a complete idiot. Um, but like, you got to laugh. You've been in other professions. Mm -hmm. um, if which profession have do you like and why? And if you were going to change professions, what would you do? Well, with the exception of my first two jobs right out of college, um, I've been in in the financial services industry primarily as a as a wholesaler of uh, investment products. So my clients have been financial advisors, right? Uh, and and um, so what's great about this is that I'm able to actually take a something that's dear to me, helping someone through a very, very difficult time, combine it with my financial knowledge, and then weave it into really providing solutions. And I've never right. felt I've ever this energized. Yeah, that's awesome. Like when, when I get up, I'm like, this is cool. You know, it is say, cool to help people and make their lives better. It is yeah. very cool. Yeah. And when you realize that we're making a difference in people's lives every single day, it's a super cool profession to have. And realizing that not less than 100,000 people in the United States have the ability and the license to do it is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Absolutely. So what's in the future for Don Mall? Being the Besides number visiting me in October. <laughs> I am coming up back to being the number one divorce mortgage uh, planner in the state of Florida. That's awesome. I'm on my way there, but it's it's getting to the point where it's I'm the go to. I'm getting to the point where I'm the go to guy. Uh, so um, yeah. So yeah, that's, and that's you know, speaking there. at the Florida Bar Association was huge for you this year, and you know, you've definitely worked your butt off to get to where you are, and it's it it's it takes time, and it uh, shows. Slept on a lot of couches, even slept on my in my car a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it, I know, you know, I, I know it's down the road. There's a, there's an attorney here in town years ago. I don't know if you've ever heard the term uh, quadro. It stands for a qualified domestic relations order. So if a couple's getting a divorce and there's a 401k plan, the only they, way that can be split is through this qualified domestic relations order or a, a quadro. So there's an attorney here in the state that said, you know what? Nobody else is doing this. I'm going to be the guy that figured this out and be the number one quadro guy. And he did that. So now I talked to someone the other day. I said, oh, yeah, Matt Lundy. I said, I've never even met the guy. 
but I just send them all my cases. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to be the, I've set my goal to be the Matt Lundy of divorce mortgage planning. Well, that's so. super. And I love that you set the goal. I love that you have a niche. I love that you go after that niche. I'd love to see you more talk about that niche on social media, which I tell you all the time because that's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> we can get a couple of videos of you doing that, which we'll get in October when you're here. I think it's super important. So Don, thanks for sharing so much light with us on this topic. And as I said, you're hitting it out of the ballpark and I love every day that you set your goal towards it and that you're looking that activity generates results, which it definitely does. And, you know, you need to know where you want to go. You need to do what you need to do. And then you need to execute it. So I love all of that. So thanks cool. for joining us today. I really appreciate you. And um, remember, everybody, if this is a great podcast and you want to share it with anyone, share it, like it, tell your friends about it. And remember, next time on Grab Your Keys, we will have another fabulous guest. So we'll see you later on Grab Your Keys. Thanks for having me, Sue.